This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. So if you're not sure what that was and playing in the background, and uh, that's uh, Dire Straits' Money for Nothing. And uh, that sort of is a good lead-in to what's going on in California. Um, and uh, so this week, the Supreme Court, well, actually not in California, but with the California Teachers Association, you have a bunch of people um, that want to get something for free, or at least that's how I see it. Um, so anyways, let me tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a case known as Fredericks versus the California Teachers Association. It's a case that the Supreme Court heard oral arguments on this week, um, and it is a big deal because it potentially, depending on what the Supreme Court rules in June, uh, presumably when their ruling comes down, it could mean the end of public sector unions as we know it. So what, in fact, is going on? Uh, so the people who brought this suit are teachers in California. They are not members of the Teachers Union, which is a California Teachers Association, uh, but they are nonetheless required to pay a fee to the union called an agency shop fee under a 1970. 1977 Supreme Court decision. They asked the Supreme Court to overrule this 1977 decision and to instead hold that public employees who do not want to join unions that represent them cannot be required to pay fees to cover the costs that the union incurs in collective bargaining. Uh, which essentially is on their behalf, even though they are not members of the union. The court's decision, as I already mentioned, could have a broad impact on public employee unions and possibly even lead to their destruction due to the fact that if everybody, if no, nobody has to pay to join them anymore and everybody decides they want to get a benefit without actually having to pay anything in, then the union has no money and eventually it has to fold. So, in order to understand this case, you first have to start with a very minimal and basic understanding of what the current law is when it comes to public employee contributions to public unions. Under the current law, public employees who are not members of a union cannot be required to pay fees that the union uses for political activity like union organizing. However, under a 1977 Supreme Court case, which is known as Abood versus the Detroit Board of Education, Michigan again, uh, that even those who are not members of the unions can, in fact, be required to pay what's called a share fair, fair share fee or an agency shop fee for collective bargaining. Uh, that is money that covers the union's cost to negotiate contracts that cover all public employees, whether or not they're in the union. So essentially what that means is if I decide I do not want to join the union because because I do not agree with the politics of the union. However, right. I still reap a benefit from the union negotiating a contract both on behalf of me and all the other people that are in the union. I have to pay this small fee to go towards the negotiations that I reap a benefit from. Now, this group of California teachers, the ones who brought the case, they object to having to pay this fee at all. They say uh, that they shouldn't have to pay for the union's collective bargaining, even though they get a benefit from it. They argue that when you're talking about public employees, that collective bargaining is inherently a political action because the salaries and the benefits that the union is negotiating come out of the public budget, and they claim that being required to pay this collective bargaining fee violates their First Amendment rights because they are being required to identify with a political cause. Uh, and that in 1977, the court specifically said that they are not required to have to pay money to identify with any political causes. So they're saying that this collective bargaining is a political action and therefore it violates their free speech rights. 
On the other hand, the teachers' union argues that the fees that are being charged to the non-members are necessary to make sure the union has enough money to carry out the duties in order to be able to negotiate the contracts and to collective bargain on behalf of both union members and not union members. And they argue that charging the non-members for the cost of collective bargaining also avoids what's known as a free rider or a freeloader problem, which is a scenario where non-members are receiving the benefits that the union is negotiating on their behalf without having to pay for these benefits. And that, as I mentioned earlier, if they no longer have to pay, then everybody will decide to say, hey, we're not going to pay. Why not get a benefit for nothing instead of having to pay for that benefit? Everybody wants to get a benefit that they don't have to pay for. (laughs) Um, And so if the Supreme Court rules in favor of these teachers, essentially everybody can turn around and say, hey, why should I pay for that benefit if I can get it for free anyway? I'm just going to not be part of the union. And the union's still going to have to negotiate on my behalf. It's a tragedy of the commons. Right. It's a tragedy of commons. And as I mentioned, that could create a situation where the union has to fall because if it no longer has any money because everybody is deciding not to pay, then the union, uh, you know, would go under without any money. So what's the conclusion? Well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, if the court were to rule for Fredericks, that's the woman bringing the case. Her name is Rebecca Fredericks, and it's a group of other teachers, her being the named plaintiff, as we would call her, and the other teachers that are challenging these fees, the impact will be very significant, not only for the California Teachers Union, but also for any other public union that represents public employees. So we're talking about firefighters unions, teachers unions, uh, police officer unions, uh, anybody who is a public employee who is employed by the state and who is part of a union. Now that uh, will not apply to private unions like coal workers unions or electricians unions or uh, plumbers unions. However, um, you know, anybody that has a, a public union contract, this could potentially affect. Um, and because it represents any public employees that are required to pay these fees. If the employees, as I say, do not have to pay these fees, it's more likely than not that many of them will not pay these fees. And that in turn will lead to a substantially more precarious financial situation for many of these public employee unions. Uh, even if the court ultimately concludes that the public employees who are not members of this union can nonetheless be charged this fee. Uh, There is also a second fallback argument. Now, that only would apply under California law. It would not have such a broad impact, but uh, basically under California law, you can get a refund for some of these fees if you quote unquote opt out. And so Frederick is arguing that if the court rules against them on the first issue, that the standard for this opt in, opt out should be flip flopped, meaning that instead of charging everyone for the expenses and requiring non-members to opt out in order for them to get a refund, the union should instead only charge people who affirmatively opt in to pay the union. Now, as I mentioned, that really doesn't avoid the free rider problem at all, because then who's going to decide to opt in and pay this money? Uh, Again, leads back to the tragedy of the commons. However, uh, while this kind of fallback provision or fallback argument, a ruling in favor of the second argument would still be bad for public sector unions, it would have less of a broad impact because it would only apply to public sector unions in California and other states that had similar opt-out, opt-in provisions. It would not apply broadly as it would in a first ruling. Um, Lastly, oral arguments, as I said, were held this week. The conservative justices, uh, there are four of them. They seemed very, very sympathetic to the arguments that the fee violates the First Amendment rights. Uh, Kennedy, who is seen as the swing justice in the middle, uh, he seemed sort of unconvinced about the free rider problem. And that's very disconcerting to those of us on the left that support unions, because if he joins the conservatives, uh, then they are going to issue this broad ruling. However, the liberal justices are trying to argue what's known as stare decisis. And what 
that means is they're trying to say that um, under the concept known as stare decisis, which means we stick with what the law is unless there's a compelling reason to change it, they're saying that there's not a compelling reason enough to overrule the 1977 case Abood, and that even if they believe there may be a First Amendment issue, it's not compelling enough, and that they should keep the law the way it is and keep the status quo the way it is, and they're trying to use that as the saving grounds because I think they think they're sort of losing um, on the actual legal issue. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in June. Obviously, depending on what the court rules, we may have an entire segment here, or at least we'll keep you updated with the outcome of the case once we get a ruling. And on that note, I'm going to throw it back to Selena so she can close out the show. Well, thank you for that, Alyssa. Unfortunately, we kind of ended on a sad note. But don't (laughs) worry, we'll be back here next Sunday. If you guys can, definitely subscribe to our iTunes if you want to hear all of our podcasts at LYVBH Radio. You can also find us at LYVBH.com, our website. And enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And on that note, we're leaving. (laughs) Bye. This is the sound of someone correctly installing a car seat. And this is the sound of someone incorrectly installing a car seat. Correctly? Incorrectly. Hear the difference? No? That's because installing a car seat incorrectly is terribly easy. So much so, 75% of adults install them wrong. For simple instructions on how to get it right, visit buckleupforlife.org. Ah, perfectly executed. Brought to you by Cohen Children's Medical Center. This is Maurice Watts, better known as The Voice, and your radio host of The Love Zone, reminding you that this Friday night, I need you to stop on by my place, The Love Zone, from 8 p.m. until the stroke of midnight, where you will hear some of the best R&B love songs of today and yesteryear. That's right, we take you from 1948 and bring you all the way up to the present, baby. Been serving you your love for over 22 long years. So, hey, mark your calendar. This Friday at 8, you and I have a date. I'll see you there. For each other.